welcome to the Moving Markets podcast on Wednesday, the 25th of January. My name is Bernadette Anderko, and I'm one of the investment writers at Julius Baer. Today, we'll cover the usual markets roundup, but also dive into the US dollar investment grade bond universe a little deeper with Dario Messi. Let's start with an update from the markets. In the US equity markets, the trading day was marred by a New York stock exchange system issue that drove down the stock price of Wells Fargo sharply and AT&T's sharply up in the opening seconds of trade before the normal operations resumed about 20 minutes later. The exchange said that some trades would be declared null and void after the glitch caused hundreds of securities to commence trading without an opening auction price. The Dow Jones Industrial Average gained just over 0.3% on the day, marking the third day of gains for the 30-stock index. The S&P 500 dipped less than 1%, whilst the Nasdaq Composite dropped just over a quarter of a percent. Microsoft reported its earnings after the US market closed, beating earnings estimates, which initially sent its shares soaring in after-hours trade before the gains were quickly undone by a warning regarding its cloud computing business. Amongst others reporting, the home builder D.R. Horton also beat projections, whilst 3M, the maker of post-it notes, forecast profit that trailed estimates. And Texas Instruments, one of the largest chip makers in the world, suffered its first sales decline since 2020. These mixed corporate earnings set the tone for the equity markets overnight. Asia-Pacific shares traded mixed this morning, struggling for direction as China and Hong Kong markets closed for the Lunar New Year holidays. In South Korea, the Kospi rose 1.26%, Japan's Nikkei 225 added 0.11%, and the Topics inched up 0.19%. In commodities, oil rose after a drop on Tuesday, and gold inched lower after recent gains that pushed the precious metal to the highest level since April. Bitcoin fell as much as 2.5% and faced its first two-day drop this year after Microsoft's outlook dented investor confidence in the cryptocurrency. In the news, well, we've got lots more earnings this week, including today, Abbott Labs, ASML, AT&T, Boeing, International Business Machines, Next Era Energy, and Tesla. That's it for the wrap. European markets are heading for a negative opening today, continuing a negative trend seen at the end of yesterday's trading session, despite data out of the Eurozone showing an uptick in business activity in the region's services and manufacturing sectors. The S&P Global Eurozone Composite Purchasing Managers Index came in at 50 spot two in January. That's up from 49.3 in December and ahead of a consensus forecast of 49.8. You may remember that the 50 mark separates expansion from contraction. Now, I promised you a dive into US dollar investment grade bonds. Dario Messi is joining us. Good morning, Dario. Last year, we launched the idea of getting back involved in, in investment grade bonds. Is this still valid? Yeah, good morning, Bernard. Yes, uh, indeed, it's still valid. And uh, the main rationale that we have is, is pretty simple and also unchanged. Um, we had this end of financial repression, um, which we experienced last year. Um, and with that, also the end of yields really kept artificially low. And this means entry levels became much more attractive also, or actually specifically for the better quality debt. Uh, obviously, this can be attributed to this aggressive shift that we saw in central bank policy. I mean, just look at the, the amount of negative yielding debt, it collapsed to virtually zero. Um, and I think very importantly, with inflation and specifically also inflation expectations coming down, yields offer a better entry point, not just in nominal terms, but really also in real terms. 
This basically allows investors getting back and add some investment grade exposure and also more duration exposure as investment grade bond corporate bonds typically offer a broader and also longer range of maturities. Okay, but you just said longer duration. And given that we've seen a move lower in yields, is that really still a good idea? Yes, you're right. I mean, yields move pretty quickly nowadays, and we saw quite some dynamics already since the the start of the year. So basically, since uh, we started this idea back in November uh, last year, things moved definitely much faster than we anticipated, and the entry point is less attractive. That's true. Um, So we have just some gains that that already materialized as of now. But still, look, our strategy is to position for policy rates peaking, especially in the US. As such, as an investor, you also need to think about the reinvestment risks. So just think about it. If you keep only exposure to shorter maturity bonds, yes, the yield now is more. But at some point, you need to reinvest when the bonds mature in the near term. And chances are high now that short-term yields will be lower by then. So in a nutshell, we think that with higher quality depth and some longer maturities, so duration exposure, you can lock in yields for a longer period. And it gives you, on top of that, a certain diversification potential on various fronts. You mentioned the higher quality, Dario. What should investors do with their riskier corporate bonds? Yeah, look, we expect a continued move up in default rates. So first of all, the the economic reality is is different today than a year ago. Um, And also refinancing costs. Highly leveraged companies will certainly face increased difficulties in such an environment. So overall, we have a neutral rating on, on global high yield. But um, within the high yield segment, if you still want to get exposure, we would focus on on the double Bs. These are the highest rated bonds within the segment. And by the way, we also see some emerging market specific positive drivers. So this is also why uh, we think that if you want to allocate your risk budget within the riskier segments of the fixed income asset class, then we rather see some um, some value in emerging market hard currency debt than in developed market high yield at this point. Thank you very much, Dario. That concludes today's podcast. Thank you all for tuning in. Join us again tomorrow to find out what our investment committee's latest actions were, as well as our weekly commodity update. Good luck today and goodbye for now. The information and opinions expressed in this podcast constitute marketing material and are not the result of independent financial or investment research. Please refer to www.juliasbear.com forward slash legal forward slash podcasts for further other important legal information. Beyond Markets is a weekly podcast where Julius Bear experts and external speakers discuss some of the latest market developments. They share their key research and insights on today's ever-changing economic landscape and present practical advice. Search for Beyond Markets on your favorite podcast player.